You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to the Hispanic Chamber Connections. This is a radio program that features and promotes members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. This show is broadcast from Lone Star Community Radio in downtown Conroe and can be heard at 104.5 and 106.1 FM or on the internet at IRLoneStar.com or you could always watch us as a Facebook Live on the Hispanic Chamber's Facebook page. My name is Tom Brody and I'm the Vice President of Membership for the Chamber. Um, a quick update on our longtime host of this program, Dr. Carlos Sanchez. As I mentioned last week, he's out of the hospital and doing very well in a physical therapy facility and just wants to thank everyone for all the good wishes and prayers that he's been receiving, and we all look forward to him coming back very soon. This program is sponsored by the Amel Agency, who's an executive partner in the Chamber and is a full-service residential and commercial insurance agency. Today, our guest is Nell Green. She's the founder of Threads by Nomad, and she's now a CEO of a sister nonprofit organization to that uh, company called The Off-Ramp. Uh, how are you today, Nell? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming. Uh, we're we're going to talk to Nell a little bit more in details, but real quick, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, probably via our internet, um, our email, which is support at threadsbynomad.com. Okay. Well, very good. And so we'll be talking about Nell in more detail in a few minutes, but first I just want to talk about some of the details of this radio program. The, the Hispanic Chamber Connection is one of the many benefits of membership in our chamber. So if you're a member and you haven't appeared on this radio program yet, please send me an email to tom at tombrody.biz and we'll get you on the calendar. Uh, we've had a, a great response from membership recently and, and we are booked up through May. So the first opportunity to get on the program is around June 4th. Um, so if you have lots of opportunities, this is a weekly program. So even though we're booked up, let's get people on the calendar. So if you haven't been on the program, I highly encourage you to do that. This is a great way to, to get your business known. We also have a radio show in Spanish in Spanish only that's on Thursdays at 10 o'clock on the AM station 920, and that's also booked up through May. So if you're wanting to get on the radio, now's the time to, to contact us so we can get you scheduled. Um, as our president, Dr. Carlos, always says, the Hispanic Chamber has four goals in mind for its members. Number one, visibility. Number two, business connections number three, targeted education, and number four, member advocacy. And I can think of no better way to fulfill all these four goals than to have you and your business featured on one of our radio programs. We also have an email newsletter that goes out every weekend uh, informing our members and guests about upcoming meetings and events. If you'd like to be added to the newsletter or if you're a member and aren't currently receiving the newsletter, please send me an email, again, tom at tombrody.biz, and we'll get that ironed out for you. Um, and if you have any questions that you'd like to ask our guests today, please text them to me at 713-906-3710. Okay, with all that out of the way, Nell, uh, I understand you're actually involved now with two businesses, right? Yeah. So why don't you describe those and, and tell us which one came first? Well, Threads by Nomad came first. Okay. Uh, Threads by Nomad is a business that celebrates diversity by design. We are a clothing design company. Uh, we source our fabrics from around the globe. We hire refugees in the city of Houston to bring our creations to life. Okay. And we support micro-enterprise artisans around the world. Um, but it is a for-profit business. The whole idea is that we 
wanted to create a company that would help refugees thrive, not just survive, help them have careers, not just jobs. And okay. all at the same time, uh, creating beautiful clothing um, that help American women fall in love with the beauty of, of diversity. But at the same time, as we began to engage uh, in that sort of activity with the refugee population of Houston, um, we discovered quickly that um, there were needs that were unique in the business world, that the business world could meet, um, but they were very benevolent. Things like scholarships, um, job training, oh, internships, sure. interview skills, soft skills, crisis intervention. Um, these are things that, that refugees need, and what most people don't understand about refugees is they think they come, they get settled, and they're done. But settling and becoming acclimated to, uh, to a new place, that goes on for many years to come. Um, and so the off-ramp was created so that we could meet some of those benevolent-type needs, because Threads by Nomad is a for-profit business, and we have a bottom line, and we need to make that bottom line. And so we created the off-ramp to come alongside Threads by Nomad to help in some of these other areas. Okay, well, very good. Now, you mentioned refugees. Um, and I know a lot of people have a lot of different definitions for those. So mm -hmm. help us understand what that really means. Well, thank you for asking that question because it is a really important question. Yeah. We go by the UNHCR, the United Nations High Commission for Refugees. We go by their definition of okay. a refugee. A refugee is a person who is forced Make note of that word. Okay. Forced to leave their home because of persecution, war, or violence, and basically displace themselves and go to another place in order to seek safety. Uh, the refugees who come here to the United States do so at the invitation of the UNHCR. They are vetted by the UNHCR. They come with a work permit, um, eventually with a path to green card and citizenship. That is not necessarily true of the way we use the word refugee sometimes for other people groups. Not everyone who is displaced is defined by the UNHCR as a refugee. So the people who work for Threads by Nomad have come through one of our refugee resettlement agencies, of which here in the city of Houston we have five. Oh, okay. um, so you come through one of those refugee resettlement agencies. You're given an initial opportunity to get settled um, to, to find a job, et cetera. And, and then after your initial settlement period of three to six months, um, you're, you're pretty much on your own. Wow, okay. So that's interesting. Um, now, you, you mentioned displaced persons, and how, how is that different from refugees? So, and that's the distinction as well between um, Threads by Nomad and the off-ramp. People can become displaced for a variety of reasons. Maybe you've lost your job in one country, so you go to another country seeking a job. Um, as many people are aware, we have a lot of displaced people on our border right now mm -hmm. who have come up through various Central American countries, uh, et cetera. Um, somebody can become displaced because they're a migrant. Maybe, um, maybe the farms are better in another place, and so they displace themselves. So displaced people are people who displace for a variety of reasons, not necessarily because they're fleeing persecution, war, or violence, though that can be a reason for their displacement. Okay, all right, interesting. And, and so you mentioned the off-ramp. Um, how, how did that get its name? It yes. sounds like there's, there's a story there because it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yes, there is, there is a story there. 
So what we have noticed, and I've been working with um, the refugee population uh, for over 30 years now. Wow. That's one of the things I, I, I have done as, as part of my career. Um, and over the years, as we've worked with refugees, uh, those of us in that industry have recognized well-worn paths that somebody might take to get to another place. So um, let's take, for instance, the country of Somalia. If you're okay. thinking you might leave the country of Somalia, you might make your way to Sudan, and then you might make your way across the desert, and then you might make your way into Libya, where you might try to cross the Mediterranean and get to Italy, say, mm -hmm. for example. It's a refugee highway, if you will. Okay. It's a well-worn path. Um, there's There's refugee highways that go throughout the Middle East, like if you're trying to leave Syria, for example, mm -hmm. um, or a refugee highway, several that are in Africa and obviously South America and Central America. When you're on that highway, you are extremely vulnerable, and there are many, many things that can come and can bring potential danger um, and also put up real roadblocks for you to make it on to safety. Um, so what we do at the off-ramp is provide you an off-ramp oh, okay. from the refugee highway, whatever that might look like. Right. Okay. Well, that, make, that lot, make, makes a lot more sense now. I, I, the first time I met you and mentioned the off-ramp, I had no clue as to what that <laughs> meant. I was like, how is that connected? So, so. the way the, way the off-ramp looks at it, we, we not only are looking at displaced people, but we look at anybody who's in danger of okay. displacement. We, we don't want you to ever get on the refugee highway. So maybe you've got something, a skill in your country that, um, that you would like to, to make, you'd like to hone that skill, or you'd like to learn how to market that skill, or you'd like to learn how to uh, promote your product. So what the off-ramp can do is come in and say, we don't want you on that refugee highway. We want you immediately on an off-ramp. And so we'll help you devise ways that maybe you can better your skills or you can find ways to market your skills or your product. But what if you're here? What right. if you're a refugee right now? Um, you are past your six months of resettlement help and you're in a minimum wage job and you really don't know how to get farther along. So the off-ramp can come in and we can help and we can say, well, what skills do you have? How might we better those skills? Uh, what, what interview skills do you have or not have? Where's your English in all of this? Mm. How much English help do you need? We provide you the things that you need so you can exit that refugee highway once and for all and become a thriving, contributing member to the society wherever you find yourself. Okay, well, that's excellent. Uh, one thing I, I can't help but notice that, that you have a very, um, let's say, a servant's heart, right? <laughs> and and that, that's got to come from somewhere. I understand that you were actually, um, you served long, a lot of years in ministry, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess my question was, what came first, the desire to serve others or your observation of people who were really in need? So I am an ordained minister with okay. the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. I have served in ministry now for about 33 years. Oh, my goodness. Um, leaving the United States when I was 28 years old with a six-month-old baby um, and served 20 years overseas. Um, a lot of those years were in Africa. Okay. Um, we spent a few years in downtown Miami working with various Cuban and Haitian refugees. 
Then we spent a lot of years in Europe um, in an inner city area where there was a large number of uh, North African and Middle Eastern refugees. Um, and so, yes, initially all of this began because as a minister, um, I'm actually a nurse by education. My husband okay. is a social worker. Um, but we did a lot of different programs over the years that would help people better themselves. You know, maybe it was a well baby clinic so kids could grow uh, to be strong and, and could, could use not only their bodies but their intelligence to, to move ahead. Okay. Or sometimes it was English um, as a second language, but we also did things like sewing classes and uh, just a variety of programs that says, okay, you've got something to contribute. How might we help you um, take that and move farther um, and be thriving, contributing members of the society where you're at? So that really did come first. Um, Threads was born because in the midst of all that, uh, we went back to Africa mm -hmm. with our daughter and son-in-law uh, Butch and I had been back, my husband and I, but our daughter had not. And um, I'll just <clears throat> never forget that first day of having them back at a place that she had childhood memories of, yeah. watching her as we exposed her to all the amazing beauty and the fabrics and the style and the glamour of the women of Africa. Most people don't realize that about uh, the women there. And she just lit up. By this time, she's been in the fashion industry for a good while. Okay. And she looked at me and she said, Mom, we can do this. And I said, do what? And she said, we can have a clothing design company and hire refugees in the United States, and we can source our fabric from different countries. Threads by Nomad was born, and it led to the off-ramp. That's, that's great. That's fantastic. So how, how do people, I guess, when they're reaching out, as a refugee needing assistance, how did they find you? And it was the, the easiest, or what's the way they find you? Is it word ne of mouth or? Never minimize the power of networking. Just yeah. never minimize it. I don't know that 33 years ago when I started out, we called it that. Right. Um, but networking is a powerful thing. Um, very literally, either I have always known somebody and could pick up the phone and call them, mm. um, or they knew us. We have not had to go out and try to figure out how to make this happen. Um, when we started Threads by Nomad, we contacted some of our agencies, as well as some of the folks that we know who work with refugees, and told them what we were doing and said, hey, do you know anybody who's a tailor? Um, most people don't realize that because we go to Macy's, right, or right. JCPenney or whatever, but other countries don't do that. They have tailors in their country. So it stood to reason that we had people here who had that skill set. And sure enough, we have come across some amazing individuals. Um, Haider Al-Najafi is our head tailor. He's from Iraq. Mm -hmm. Amazing talent. Amazing talent. But when he came to work for us, he was making minimum wage at a car wash. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. That, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? I mean, and all you have to do is go online at threadsbynomad.com and take a look at what we have there, and, and you'll see very quickly what a talented individual he is. We have a woman named Atia who does all things embroidery for us, a man from Pakistan who, who does other things. Um, so we really didn't have to find any of them. Either we knew somebody to call or somebody called us, uh, Munir, that's how he came to us. We were delivering refugee baskets as part of our ministry. Mm -hmm. Some folks who were volunteering with us called us and said, hey, 
we've met a guy who says he was a tailor in Pakistan. I said, well, let's talk to him. Turns out that he's a, a, an amazing individual who does, who does great work. He makes our dolls, and we actually have clergy stoles, and he helps us make some of those. Um, so, so, yeah, we really haven't had to go out and seek this. On the other end of it, a lot of people are wondering, well, how do you find some of these micro-enterprise artisans around the world? Right. Uh, we have folks in Bali, Guatemala, Mexico, um, Kyrgyzstan, uh, Ethiopia, Uganda, Namibia. Again, people know us, but we also know other people. Um, I'll never forget uh, finding a piece of fabric that was done. It's called batik, mm -hmm. and it was beautiful, and it was from a man in Togo. I could see it on his signature, and I thought, I know somebody in Togo. So I called my friend in Togo, and I said, Lynn, I'm looking for Frederic the Batik artist in Kapilame. And she's like, I know this place. <laughs> and she literally went and found him. And now we have sourced fabric as well as some of his artwork. Right. Um, so it's just the connections that we've had over the years and all the network that we have. That's great. Well, it, definitely the power of networking. I know it, it seems to be kind of a buzzword in this country, but that goes back to word of mouth and, and knowing somebody. Absolutely. That knows somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you know, part of networking too, it's, it's the relationship involved. Right. Networking is more than just having somebody's card. Well, yeah. Networking is having a relationship enough that says, when I call you looking for help, you trust me, you mm -hmm. know who I am. Um, and I also know you and I trust you. So networking, a lot of it is the relationship that's involved. And it's true that when we begin certain things, that network might not be there. For example, um, the off-ramp is beginning to look into a group of refugee women in the city of Richmond, Virginia. Well, I don't know them. Oh, okay. They don't know me. Yeah. I met them through a connection. Somebody who knew them and knew me said, hey, Nell, check this out. So I'm going to go to Richmond, Virginia, going to meet them, going to get to know them, going to see what their skills are, going to see how we can help or maybe market what they already have. Um, so, yeah, it's all about the relationship. That's great. Well, we, we are talking to Nell Green. Um, she's been telling us about Threads by Nomad, and she's going to get into a little bit more on the, on the off-ramp when we come back. But right now we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary located in Grand Central Park by appointment only is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. The Hispanic Chamber Connection is sponsored by the Amel Insurance Agency. 
located at 719 Sawdust Road, Suite 103, The Woodlands, Texas. The ML Agency is a family-owned insurance agency that provides home, life, automobile, and umbrella insurance coverage. Since 2006, the ML Agency has been a bilingual insurance service for businesses and private citizens in the Montgomery County area. For more information on the ML Insurance Agency, please visit the Hispanic Chamber Connection at www.irlonestar.com hcc. The ML Insurance Agency is available by telephone at 832-525-5656 or online www.mlagency.com. The ML Insurance Agency is a sponsor of this program and the Hispanic Chamber Connection thanks you. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday or a three-for-whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right. You can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Hispanic Chamber Connection. This is a radio program that features and promotes members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. My name is Tom Brody. I'm the Vice President of Membership for the Chamber. And if you have any questions for Nell Green, please text them to me, 713-906-3710. So we're talking to Nell about how she got started in the, in this, in the I guess, in the refugee and, and trying to, to give people some, some extra hope when they come to a new country, especially coming to this country. Um, and you, you, you said that most people that needed the help found you through other connections, through mm-hmm. kind of your network that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess... What assistance are people are coming to you looking for? They're just looking for to get a, a better job or to improve their skill set, or is there one common assist type of assistance they're looking for? Yeah. So, and that was the reason for starting the off ramp. When people began to hear what we were doing, and, and again, we have we're, we're known for the work that we do with refugees. Right. Um, but when people learned about Threads by Nomad, the whole idea of jobs, careers, right. Uh, what most people don't realize is that refugees have to um, accept the first job that's offered to them. Um, because, I mean, obviously, they've, they've been welcomed into this country, and so they, they need to get a job, they need to get settled, mm-hmm. um, they need to start paying bills, etc. Um, but very often, because of either their education's not recognized, or perhaps their English is not that good, or maybe they don't have a skill set that, you know, uh, somebody thinks that they can use— that basically relegates them too often to a minimum wage position, you know, at a at a Walmart or a McDonald's or or a car wash. Okay. Um, but when people began to hear about the possibility of real jobs, careers moving forward, we started getting inundated with all kinds of need for help. But the other, th- as in Nell, can you get me a job? Mm. Well. I'm happy for you to, and and by the way, let me say that to come to work for Threads by Nomad, you do not have to speak English. You do not have to have any particular skill set, but you do have to be willing to learn one. Um, You don't have to have any education, and you don't have to have any religious affiliation. A lot of people have asked me, well, then, how did did you work with your refugees? 
Well, Hyder, for example, spoke not a word of English when we started working together. Wow. So what we say is, well, this is it. What happens is you just need to know that when you arrive inside the studio and we go to work, that's all you're going to hear is English. Right. Uh, three years down the road, and Hyder and I converse in English without any trouble whatsoever. Um, but, but that all leads to complications for other refugees because there's not a lot of businesses that can offer refugees that type of opportunity. So we come in and we say, okay, what do you need? Often it's a woman like Atia who needs to stay at home mm-hmm. um, with her children, but she can embroidery and she can crochet. Okay. So then we say, okay, what you embroidery and what you crochet might not be marketable here. What can we help you develop okay. that will be? Um, so, for example, um, we helped her develop and crochet a, a little cover for, uh, we call it a shell. Um, and she embroideries labels for us. Um, but we also have brought other things to her. Um, once she learned some basic sewing skills, we brought her some pillows so that she can make uh, pillows. But we've also had people come to us that has all the education, um, have they have great English, but they don't have the soft skills that okay. we might need here. Um, you know, Americans are very intent on a certain interview process, mm. a certain way that you look when you interview, right. a certain way that you present yourself. Um, we're very much about punctuality. We're about yes. quality control. I mean, these are all things that um, that is very inherent in our culture that uh, somebody new to us might not realize. So, okay, maybe you have all of that in place, but we need to work on some of these other things. Let me help you with your interview skills. Let me help you understand some of the nuances of what might happen when you walk into that interview. Let me help you understand what an employer in the United States is looking for on a resume. A lot of times it's been crisis intervention. For mm-hmm. example, I got someone in my, uh, in, the, in my office this week. Um, her husband passed away quite suddenly a couple oh, no. of weeks ago. Um, left with a small child. And she has very good English, but she has zero experience in the work world. Oh, wow. And so the question is, can you help me find a job? Well, we need to figure out a way to build some experience. We need to figure out a way. So we're looking for things like internships for her. Okay. Or maybe some, maybe a tech school place where she can learn a skill that she's interested in. So crisis intervention. Sometimes people come to us with things like, you know, they may have even been here five or six years but they've left an apartment that they were in and they don't understand why that apartment building is charging them X number of dollars. Oh my goodness. Okay. And it's all these sorts of things. Um, and they come to us because they think, well, they work with refugees. They understand these issues. How might they help us? One of the things that I like to help people understand about working with refugees, and this is where I think the off-ramp is really important. A lot of times we think of refugees integrating are assimilating. Well, if you stop and think about those words, what does it mean? It means that when you look at them, they look like you. Mm. They are pretty much Americanized. They understand our culture. They keep our holidays. They dress like us. They speak like us. They eat like us. Integration and assimilation means on some level for them, they lose a part of their identity. Mm. 
I lived for many years overseas. And let me just say, I never lost my Americanness. Yeah. I not only did I stay very American, I changed certainly, uh, but I wanted my children to hold on to certain American things. A trivia thing is that we celebrated Thanksgiving every single year, right. and I celebrated it on Thursday, even if we were supposed to work or they were in school. We had it on the same Thursday as Americans because it's part of who I am. Right. A better word for what we seek for refugees is acclimate, mm, okay. not integrate or, or um, assimilate, but acclimate. They become very accustomed. They're very comfortable. They understand the culture. They know how to work within the culture. They know how, though, at the same time, to maintain their identity as who they are. Right. That's what the off-ramp does. Okay. The off-ramp doesn't try to come in and say, well, if you're going to make it here, you've got to change this, change this, change this, change this. Instead, we say, look, this is the culture that you're in. In order to acclimate and become accustomed to what is here, these are some of the things you're going to have to understand, and these are some of the things you're going to have to realize that the American employer is looking for. Right. That's where we step in. Okay. And so what, I mean, I think you touched on a little bit, but what are the, the biggest stumbling blocks that refugees have to, to try to get along in this country? What are the biggest, I guess, the not the stumbling blocks, but the things that cause them the most things confusion? Things that are, are, are hard hindrances. To yeah. Well, obviously, English is one of them. Right. Um, and while there are multiple English programs out there, um, for the most part, if you're going to be a part of an English program, that means that you aren't able to work. Um, mm. For refugees, it's it's a question of they've got to get a job. Right. Once they get a job, they might not then have all of the time that they would like to devote to English. And so while they might even learn English on the job, that doesn't mean that their English writing skills are up to par, right. that their English grammar is up to par. So if they want to then be better at what they do, they still have to find the time to get those sorts of skills. Education is huge. Many refugees come to us completely educated. Some of the folks that we work with, that we're working with at the off-ramp, they come to us educated, but their education is not recognized here. Okay. Okay, so then how can we help you figure out either to get certifications that you might need mm. or maybe some quick courses that you might need. What are some things that we can do to piggyback off the education you do have and get you at least to a place here in the U.S. where you can have a career, not just a job? Um, another hindrance is the way they um, the way they come to us. They come in debt. Most people don't realize that refugees have to pay back their airfare um, and all that's been invested in them in okay. order to get here. Wow. So they come with that on top of them. So to help them figure out how to get their family established, get all their debts paid for, and then find themselves in a place of employment where they can then begin to build up uh, retirement, get insurance, right. uh, buy a car, um, have the transportation that they need. So these are all hindrances that... Most of us don't think about, when I moved overseas, I had everything laid at my fingertips. I was given all the time that I needed to get the language. I had a job ready and waiting for me. I had people helping me get my kids established. Okay. These are all things that aren't necessarily readily available to refugees. Right. Okay. Well, very good. That's 
most enlightening. I mean, a lot of people don't, I think, realize that um, when you're, you know, uprooted and, and now you're in a different country, you have to come up with all those things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, that you that mm-hmm. you have as you grow into the, grow up in this culture. So, well, very good. Actually, we're going to take a, a break right now. Uh, we're talking with Nell Green. She's a CEO of the Off Ramp and also is founder of Threads by Nomad. We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. The Hispanic Chamber Connection is sponsored by the Yamel Insurance Agency, located at 719 Sawdust Road, Suite 103, The Woodlands, Texas. The Yamel Agency is a family-owned insurance agency that provides home, life, automobile, and umbrella insurance coverage. Since 2006, the Yamel Agency has been a bilingual insurance service for businesses and private citizens in the Montgomery County area. For more information on the Yamel Insurance Agency, please visit the Hispanic Chamber Connection at www.irlonestar.com slash hcc. The Amel Insurance Agency is available by telephone at 832-525-5656 or online www.amelagency.com. The Amel Insurance Agency is a sponsor of this program and the Hispanic Chamber Connection thanks you. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Hispanic Chamber Connection. This is a radio program that features and promotes members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. My name is Tom Brody, and I am the Vice President of Membership for the Chamber. And today we're talking with Nell Green. She's the founder of Threads by Nomad and now the CEO of the sister company called The Off-Ramp. And we're learning about all the things that she does for helping refugees settle in this country. And one thing I was going to ask you, Nell, is if, if people wanted to, to donate um, mm-hmm. or, or to, to help out, what's, mm-hmm. what's the best way? Is it a monetary donation or do you need services or, or something else? What's, what, what do you need most of? So we do have a donate button on our website. Okay. Um, it's called The Off-Ramp. 
donate.org. Um, if you go to our website, you'll just see the donate button just right there. And everything is pretty self-explanatory. Um, and yes, obviously we, we welcome anybody who would, uh, who would contribute to the work that we're doing, but there are also other ways that, that people can get, lend us a hand. We're looking for mentors. Okay. Uh, We want people who will be able to walk with a refugee, um, either in, and say, for example, you're a business person. Um, and you know what you're looking for in interview skills. Can we send people to you that you will mentor in mm. interview skills? Do you have a business where I can intern a refugee? Somebody that um, the off-ramp could provide a stipend, but they could go and work for you and maybe get a skill or at least learn business aspects. Um, one of the things that we're hoping to do is to be able to put refugees in places where maybe they have an interest in a particular industry and we could let them intern for say three to six months. But maybe you're somebody like uh, like a gentleman who wants to come and intern at Threads. You're okay as a tailor, but you're not great. Okay. So you want to be mentored and apprenticed by, by Hyder. Um, I had one gentleman contact me who has a flooring business. Um, Maybe we could intern somebody with you for a few months so they can learn that. At the very mm. least, even if they don't develop those skills enough, um, that they could go to work for you, That, but maybe you could at least help them build that resume. Okay. Um, so we're looking for mentors, and we're looking for people in the business world who can say, yes, do you have somebody that might be willing to take this on? You know, And let me say that part of what we do at the off-ramp is to partner um, with other organizations. So... Maybe I don't know somebody in my immediate circle, but as I talked about the networking, I know other people who might know. Right. So you're a business person, and you call me and you say, well, I'm willing to have somebody come in my boutique, for instance, and learn how to be a receptionist. Oh, well, okay. okay, then I might not have anybody that can do that, but I can pick up the phone, call one of our agencies and say, hey, do you have somebody that wants to learn these skills? We can partner with you and this agency to try to help make that happen. So those are the kind of things that, that we are looking for. We also need people who are willing to do English. Um, and it, it really is a pretty intense English. It's, you have to think in terms of getting somebody's English skills to the point that they can go to work. Right. Um, and so that for us, we are looking for people who can do some one-on-one -on -one type work. Okay. For instance, I had somebody for about a year who came into the studio and would work with Hyder um, for a couple of hours and just help him with his reading and his writing skills. So the, there are ways to volunteer as well as donate. Okay. How might your donations be used? Um, we're working with an artist in Mexico who's just beginning to learn how to weave, mm -hmm. but she wants to learn how to weave cloth um, that can make products that are marketable here. Okay. Um, we're working with batik artists in Indonesia. Um, the way they do their batik, it's not really marketable here. Oh, um, you okay. can't really, because they put borders on everything. Well, wow. that limits the use of your fabric. So we're helping them come up with designs that, yes, your fabric can be used here because now it's going to look like this instead of the way it was before. Right. Um, we're talking, I'm actually wearing today um, something called a Koike cuff. Um, we're working with an organization in Koike, Peru, which is just outside of Lima. Women there make these cuffs, but they only have work that keeps them busy for about six weeks out of the year. Mm. That's not enough, right? That's right. not sustainable. 
So we're helping them, we're coming alongside them. What products can we help you develop? Okay. So, so these are the types of things that your donations will, will be used for. So you're helping people, like I said, you know, before they get displaced so they can actually be yes. contributing members of the society that they're in, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Threads by Nomad. I mean, you said that um, it's a, it, it develops clothing and, and brings clothing from other countries and designs from other countries in, into, mm -hmm. into this market. Um, how can people find out about your collections and can they come see them or kind of tell us a little bit about that? Um, yes, so go to threadsbynomad.com and you can see what we currently have available. We've had a very good month, and so uh, we are actually going to be putting out a summer mini collection. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about Threads by Nomad and what makes it different. Um, Threads by Nomad would be described as a social entrepreneurship. A social entrepreneurship is a business, and I mean it's about business, and it's about a bottom line, and mm -hmm. it's about making money. But it addresses a justice issue at the same time. And obviously, our justice issue is helping refugees become thriving members of the society where they're at. So when you go to threadsbynomad.com, um, unashamedly, our price point is, is a bit more. We're not a bargain shopper. But you have to think of what is this business accomplishing and what are your dollars accomplishing? They are keeping people in work. Right. They are keeping them in work where they are paid fair and sustainable wages. Nobody who works for Threads by Nomad makes minimum wage. Okay. Everybody makes above minimum wage. And frankly, everybody who's working for us right now either makes at the top of their industry or even above that. What you are doing is not only helping those refugees thrive, you're investing in a piece of clothing um, that is extremely well-made as and I think beautiful. So every collection has a theme. Uh, we had a Togo Thailand collection where we brought silk from Thailand and batik from Togo, and we put them together. Oh, wow. um, our first collection was a West African collection where we took wax print fabrics from different places in West Africa and built that into a collection. We had an India collection that was, uh, frankly, so popular that we're bringing back some of that now. We just got through with our Guatemala-Mexico collection. So every collection has a theme. Um, and we are working with artists in those areas um, that benefit from the sale of their cloth. And so let me talk about that a little bit, too, because that's something that can confuse people. Uh, because of some of the things I'm saying, the first reaction for people who, who understand this type of industry say, well, are you fair trade? Hmm. Well, first of all, for something to be certified fair trade, you have to go through um, a, an evaluation process, et cetera, a vetting process, and then you basically are given a stamp that says you are a fair trade organization. Very few companies, very few organizations are actually able to come back and say they are certified fair trade. And we are working in countries and with organizations where that might not be possible. Okay. So what we say to you is we guarantee fair trade practices. For example, um, the gentleman I mentioned that we worked with in Togo, West Africa. Mm -hmm. Frederic, in this remote village in the northern, uh, the hills of Togo, West Africa, no, he's, he's not certified fair trade, and nor does he have the capacity to do that. But I have people on the ground there. Right. And what he first came to us as a quote for price, 
I went back to my contact there and I said, is this fair? And she said, no, you need to be giving him a lot more than that. Okay. So we actually came in and said, hey, we're going to give you more than you asked for because the, the work that you're doing and where you're at and your country demands that this is what you should be paid. Um, so Kyrgyzstan, we're working with people on the ground there. Indonesia, we're working with people on the ground there. The connections that I have in Mexico, I will actually go to Mexico with those connections. Um, and we will guarantee by our folks and by ourselves, face, you know, feet and mm -hmm. hands on the ground, right. what we're doing is fair trade practices. So that's what you get when you purchase from Threads yeah. by Nomad. We call it purchase with a purpose, a purchase that makes a difference. Then when you put that purchase on, uh, you're making a statement. For example, today I'm wearing jewelry from one of our partners, Adira Foundation, um, an amazing organization, one of our key partners. They're out of Ethiopia. When you purchase this, what you're doing is giving a woman in Ethiopia the opportunity to be in an empowerment center every day, full time, where she learns this trade, how to make these beads. Okay. And then at the same time, her children are full time in school next door to them. Oh, now, wow. isn't that amazing? You get an excellent, beautiful piece of jewelry that is just wonderfully made. But when you wear it, you're saying, I care about that person in Ethiopia. And so I'm willing to make this investment so that they there's a difference in their lives. Very excited about Mother's Day, what's coming up for Threads by Nomad. We also partner with an organization called Woven Promises. Now, they're in about three or four different countries. They are our longest standing partners. They are certified fair trade. Okay. Are you headed to the beach this summer? We have hand-woven beach towels made by women in Ethiopia. Uh, do you have a wonderful cottage or lake house um, or maybe even just in your own kitchen where you want um, hand-woven, beautiful hand towels? A lot of things like that are going to be available to you um, through Woven Promises for our Mother's Day collection, and those are hot to arrive any day now. Oh, very so, good. So that'll be on your website? It'll, it'll be. Everything goes on our website. Okay. Um, we, we wish we could get it up there sometime sooner, which brings up another point. People kind of wonder, how do I work with my daughter and how do we make this work? She is all things design and marketing. Okay. So all of our inventory with our partners, she selects all that inventory. She does all the marketing. She does all the website. I'm everything production and customer service. Okay. That works absolutely wonderfully. But it does mean that once product gets in, we've got to get photographs, got to get it up on the website, et cetera. Yeah. But be looking, it's coming soon. Okay, well, very good. Um, well, I'm, we will be right back in a few minutes. But one thing I wanted to talk about when we come back is a little bit about um, how other people can get involved with your program. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. 
The Hispanic Chamber Connection is sponsored by the Amel Insurance Agency, located at 719 Sawdust Road, Suite 103, The Woodlands, Texas. The Amel Agency is a family-owned insurance agency that provides home, life, automobile, and umbrella insurance coverage. Since 2006, the Amel Agency has been a bilingual insurance service for businesses and private citizens in the Montgomery County area. For more information on the Amel Insurance Agency, please visit the Hispanic Chamber Connection at www.irlonestar.com slash hcc. The Amel Insurance Agency is available by telephone at 832-525-5656 or online www.amelagency.com. The Amel Insurance Agency is a sponsor of this program and the Hispanic Chamber Connection thanks you. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday, or a three-for-whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Hispanic Chamber Connection. It's a radio program that features and promotes members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. My name is Tom Brody. I'm the Vice President of Membership for the Chamber. And this afternoon, we've been talking with Nell Green, She's the founder of Threads by Nomad and now the CEO of the sister nonprofit, The Off-Ramp. Um, and so when we left, we were talking about how you know, all the services that some of the refugees and things need when they come into this, come into this country. And I, I'm, I'm just thinking that you know, as they get more established, they may need more of the common things like health insurance and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and so I know you've got kind of a, a short list of your go-to contacts, but if, if someone's out there say a, a chamber member had a service and, and they could help people understand health insurance and, and what was more affordable. You know, is there a way that you that they can contact you to, mm-hmm. to talk about those services? Well, so first of all, yes, please do contact me, info at theofframp.org. Okay. Um, and just give me a, a brief description of what your service is. We do need people like that. I have had to call eye doctors for some of our folks. Mm. Um, we have needed a lot of help with insurance and okay. just figuring it out. Um, and obviously, these are areas that are not my area of expertise. Sure. I have needed at different times to, to figure out some urgent care. Um, I have needed to figure out some immediate uh, types of needs like for food pantries and things like that. If you have a service of some kind that the other thing that comes to mind is budgeting help, Um, people Mm. who have really great financial skills um, and can look at the the wages of a a family of five where what they're bringing in doesn't necessarily cover all of their expenses and help them figure out budgeting and help them figure out maybe even some beginning investment type things. We're looking for people who can come in and be willing to contribute some of their time and effort to help make some of these happen. And and let me just say that um, every time I've needed help, somebody has come along. But yes, we do keep a list of people that we know that we can call on. So 
if you think you've got a service that we could maybe use and you would be willing for us to be able to pick up the phone and give you a call and describe to you what we have going on, uh, whether you can help or not, at least to be one of those people that we know uh, we can go to. Again, the power of networking is amazing. Um, That's how I've come across most of the people that we've needed up until now. So, yes, those types of skills uh, or businesses are very, very helpful to us. So uh, any chamber member that's out there listening to this, this is something where you could, you know, like like we're talking about, build your network um, and kind of reach out and and do some great things uh, for your community, those people who are are striving Mm -hmm. to become, you know, integrated parts of the community. And they they need some help um, and someone they can trust. You know, because there's a lot of people that are out there that try to take advantage of that. We need to have someone who's, you know, another chamber member helping out a chamber, another chamber organization. So that's one thing. Definitely, if you think about that and you can contribute, please do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that the off-ramp is brand new and is a a new nonprofit. What are your your primary areas of focus? What are your new goals as you get get ramped up? So so we're trying to we're trying to decide on our definitively on our initial projects. Uh, Right now we've got three. Uh, We don't want to take on too much because we want what we take on to, to, that we do to, we don't to do it well. Right. Um, So we are narrowing that down. We've had a lot of people come to us and we're quickly narrowing that down to three or four projects. That's right there on the immediate part. Okay. Um, And hope to get going on those and have them pretty much ready to launch by the end of June. Oh, wow. That's that's coming up fast. Very fast. Yeah. Very, but remember, we only got started in January. That's amazing. So we've come a long way in a short period of time. Yeah. So give everyone your contact information, the, the yeah. email and, and websites and all those things. Yeah. So threadsbynomad.com, uh, theofframp.org. Those two emails are support at threadsbynomad.com and info um, at theofframp.org. Uh, we answer either of those emails on a regular basis. And, you know, let me just finish up by saying what this all boils down to, Tom, mm-hmm. is dignity, right. human dignity. And through a for-profit business and a non-profit business, we're just trying to create a space where refugees can live in dignity. That's great. That's awesome. And I know you've, you've got some a, a lot of success stories. We talked about some of them. Is there one that kind of stands out to you as a success story that we can touch in like the last 30 seconds that we've got someone that you can that comes to mind? You don't have to use real names or anything. A woman who came to work for us had never, ever worked outside her home. Wow. She had never had a bank account, didn't even know she could have a bank account. Every penny she had ever made, she handed it over to her husband. Um, after a short time with us, she realized she could have a bank account. She opened a bank account. She began to stock away some money. She now drives, has a car, has her own bank account, has taken another job. Her English is becoming quite good, and she's living her life as an empowered woman. I love that. That's awesome. All well, very good. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Um, We will see everyone next week at 2 o'clock. checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936 936- 936 
647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.